Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging objective truth. Here's the host of the Core Principles Podcast, Clay Howerton. Thank you, Suzanne. I'm pleased to welcome to Core Principles the founder and executive director of Manhood Journey, Kent Evans. How are you today, Kent? I'm doing great, Clay. Thanks for having me on. Well, I appreciate you joining me, and uh, it was good to meet with you in person here recently. I was glad people are getting back into in-person meetings. Uh, That was fun. I can't tell you how many requests I've had in the past couple of weeks for can we meet in person finally, and that's very (laughs) encouraging to me. Well, I wanted to start by asking you, uh, when did you start your organization, Manhood Journey, and what motivated you to take such a leap of faith? Uh, We started about at the time of recording this, it would have been about 11 years ago in 2010. And as often startup stories go, the the start was kind of inauspicious in that uh, it was a group of guys at our church and we sat around for a few weeks and we tried to figure out how could we get fathers to get kind of in their role as a disciple maker in the home in a way that would be more powerful and more intentional. And uh, back then we were just trying to create some content for dads to use. And here we are about 11 years later with a worldwide audience and a lot of momentum that are, you know, only God could do this stuff, right? That's really encouraging to see him at work in projects we take on in our lives in general. And I love the fact that when things make the least sense is when we know God is working the most in our lives. Well, Manhood Journey is a descriptive name, but how would you specifically describe your organization and what it offers to people? Yeah, I think the shorthand version of our mission, which I like to mention, is we help dads become disciple makers. And I think it's easy to frame this up. If you think back to the days when you and I were growing up as kids and there were these things called knobs on stereos. They don't really have them hardly anymore, <laughs> but there were knobs on stereos and televisions and turned all the way down. A father's approach to discipleship says somebody else will do it. We call it delegating. It's the Christian school principle. It's uh, their pastor. It's a coach. It's their wife. And they think, you know, someone else will disciple my kids. Where if you take that knob and you turn it all the way up to 10, uh, it is the dad taking responsibility as the primary disciple maker in the home. And there's no formula. You don't just, it's not a vending machine where you put a quarter of a discipleship in and you get a kid out of the other end. That's perfectly discipled child. We all know that. However, we like to help dads at least do the input side and stack the deck. And so that's what we do. We help dads become disciple makers. We do it through a a series of uh, studies, books, events, and a lot of curriculum and, audio and video content these days. Well, I know that you have to deal with a whole lot of different topics of interests, but before we get into some of those, maybe what would you consider the tallest or the most treacherous obstacles that are facing men in our current society? Man, that's a good question. We've actually asked a lot of dads over the last several years. We have a database full of answers to this question. What would you consider your greatest challenge as a father? Granted, now our audience tends to be uh, a more uh, church-going or religiously affiliated audience, Judeo-Christian in that sense. And so we're looking at life through that slice of humanity. 
for the most part. And they tell us uh, repeatedly, repeatedly, this may sound a bit counterintuitive. One of their biggest challenges is that they feel like they don't have enough time. They, they feel like even if they knew what to do, which many say they don't, they feel like they're failing at the game of balancing all of their priorities as a dad. And then also adding to that being an intentional, present, on purpose kind of father. So time, we hear time all the time, uh, to use that word too often. We hear it all the time. And then we hear other things about guys who didn't grow up with a good example themselves. Uh, we hear about guys who are, uh, they're procrastinating. They are, uh, feel like they don't know what they're doing. And, and actually this coming Friday, we'll shoot a bunch of content for uh, a video course on anger because we hear a lot of dads tell us that they struggle with anger. That is interesting. I'm not surprised at all to hear that time management is a key problem. I remember uh, going through my college years. It was different because it was Air Force, but uh, they, during our first year particularly, forced us to learn time management the hard way by giving us more to do than we could do and punishing us for everything we did not do. But we learned that the trick was they punished us less for not doing less important things. So we could prioritize. And if we prioritized wrong, then our punishment was worse. But uh, I guess that's a good carryover well, you into know, adult life. That, that's interesting you say that, uh, Clay, because um, I was meeting with a dad not too long ago and he was, uh, is a very successful business guy, has bought and sold several companies, made a lot of money. And he had a very interesting and I think um, in some ways kind of backward approach. It's, it's what you were talking about a moment ago. And he said, you know, Kent, uh, first I got to be a dad and do all this stuff. And then you're telling me I've got to also learn the Bible and teach my kids that and all this stuff. And what I found was very interesting to the point you just made about the most important things and the lesser important things, I felt like he kind of had it backwards uh, in a sense, Clay, in that my primary job as a Christian father is to disciple my kids. If I also go on to be a successful entrepreneur or also go on to uh, you know run for office or whatever I do that's in addition to that, I don't want to win at work and lose at home. And I kind of felt like this guy had it, had his, his, his ducks in a slightly different order in that sense, because it's very important that I uh, help my children find, see a picture of God in the home. Now they can accept or reject that picture, but uh, at least it's my job to stack that deck. Yes. And I noticed on your website, manhoodjourney.org, that you have some different resources available to fathers uh, looking to learn from your experts and the, the expertise that you've gathered. Uh, a lot of those resources are topical Bible studies and father-son Bible studies. Why is that so critical to the manhood journey? Yeah, one of the key pieces is fatherhood is really an upstream issue in our society. So as an example, I had a, a preacher one time who used this metaphor, and he goes, you know, if there's a cliff and people are driving off the cliff, and you decide in your benevolence, what you're going to do is set up a clinic at the bottom of the hill to help people who fell off the cliff and got injured. That's not a bad idea. That's, you know, I'm glad you're willing to do that. He goes, however, 
a more benevolent thing would be to go to the up to the cliff and put a big sign up that says danger road out ahead so that people stop falling off the cliff. And so one of the reasons why we're so honed in and we feel like God's asked us to deal with this fatherhood issue, partly with today's fathers, but also with tomorrow's fathers, because most of us learn how to be a dad from the dad we grew up with uh, for better or for worse. And so we really feel like where we're trying to address the fatherhood issue is in the fathers that are currently in that saddle today and the ones who will take over that saddle in the next 20 to 30 years as they become fathers, because it's an issue you really have to get upstream in to address. And then that upstream idea also works in society because we see things like teen pregnancy, gang membership, drug use, violent crime, they all trend toward having no father in the home. It is statistically proven as much as can be that that is a key indicator of success or failure for a lot of young people is that father influence present in the home. A lot of the things that you talk about with Manhood Journey apply, and particularly disciple making, apply in a lot of different relationships as well. I'm thinking of scripturally the the mentorship and disciple making of uh, Paul to Timothy. And uh, that's a good example for us. I guess that also can apply in the father-son relationship, even though Timothy was not actually Paul's son, but they were a generation removed and he was counseling him in that way. But a very wise man that I got to speak with on this podcast, uh, Andy Andrews, told me that uh, parents really shouldn't primarily be focused on raising great kids, but instead focused on raising great future adults. And I noticed among your focus areas on your website, manhoodjourney.org, was raising young men and how to be a good man. This is obviously a never-ending struggle, but what are some of the keys that you highlight for people regarding raising young men and how to be a good man? Yeah, Clay, I'm glad you asked that question because I recall reading a book by Mike Fabrez called Raising Men, Not Boys. And it's a great book. You should go read it. But even if you don't have time to read it, the title basically says it all, right? I'm not raising boys in in my house. I have five sons. They're ages 21 down to six. And I'm not raising boys. I'm raising future men. And I love what your friend Andy told you because, man, he's spot on. And there are a few pieces to that puzzle. And the Paul-Timothy relationship is a great one. We, We basically boil godly fatherhood and godly manhood down to seven characteristics. And I'll just real quickly list them. We can dive in or we can skip over them. But essentially a godly man trusts God first and foremost. He knows scripture. He prays fervently. He builds relationships. He serves other people. He stewards his resources. And then he takes all those things and makes disciples himself. And that's what we want to help dads transfer to the next generation. That sounds like a really powerful resource, and I encourage listeners to check out manhoodjourney.org and uh, the things that you have to offer. And certainly, anybody can recognize the value of the things that you just said and for the purposes that you're stating. Now, another area that everyone struggles with is communication in every relationship, but I'm sure particularly in parent-child relationships. Um, you have articles and blogs and resources about improving communication. What are some of the most important keys that you would highlight to someone wanting to improve the communication effectiveness? 
man, another really good question. I w- I think there's one thing that I call it the master key to communication. And I don't know that it's my term. I just remember maybe someone shared that with me, but it is essentially asking good questions. Uh, so if, if we have a parent or a dad or a mom, even who's listening to today's podcast, and you want to become a more effective communicator in general, but specifically in your home with your children, we've got to learn how to ask good questions. In his book, Shepherding a Child's Heart, Ted Tripp, maybe 20 years ago, he called it rich entreaty. And it was this idea that when your kids come home from school and you say, how was your day? And they say, fine. And then you go, golly, teenagers today, they won't even talk. Well, with all respect, that's a lousy question. Like that's a pretty, that's a pretty weak question and it deserves a fairly weak answer. Uh, but instead, as parents, when our kids cross at 10, 11, 12 year old age and we stop just telling them what to do, like stay out of the street, you know, take a bath, you know, those things we tell them when they're under 10, when they're getting into their teenage years, we have to draw it out of them. Proverbs 20 verse 5 says that the purposes of a man's heart are like deep water and a man of understanding draws them out, draws them out. And as a dad, I think one of my best communication tools is just a really good, insightful question. That makes a lot of sense. And it actually amplifies something that I heard recently from somebody else that I got to interview for this podcast, Will Witt, who produces videos for PragerU. And he told me the exact same thing in a completely different context. He said that to get good interviews that he does, it's all about asking the right questions. And in fact, uh, they've tracked like how many people change their minds about a topic, which sounds impossible, but they've recorded as many as 70% on certain topics where people that they've spoken with and presented information to changed their minds. So that's effective communication. And he said the, the main key is asking good questions. So that's a theme that uh, has hit me a few times from different directions. So I'm going to take that as must be true. That's very good. Uh, And by the way, it's working for PragerU and Will Witt within two and a half years. His little videos of asking good questions have had 600 million downloads, which is insane. So I guess people do appreciate good questions, even if they don't seek them out. Well, building relationships is another key area. It's obviously important in families and within society at large. What are some of the engagement opportunities, Kent, that you have with Manhood Journey, uh, what are some of the activities you have and ways that people can get involved and plugged in? Yeah, one of the ways they can get plugged in is by simply subscribing to our weekly newsletter. We call it Mountain Monday. And essentially, the reason we did that is because for a lot of guys, their week starts on a Monday. They think of it like a work week and they think of it as Monday through Friday, and then there's a weekend. And uh, we liken the uh, journey of becoming a godly dad to that of going on a, a long hike or climbing a mountain, and that we want to help you climb that that mountain with ideas and gear and so forth. So folks can subscribe. That's free, totally free to our subscribers, thanks in part to the work that folks like you guys do, Clay, to help support our mission. Also, dads, we have an annual retreat in this part of the country that is in the Midwest. 
if you're in this, uh, if you're anywhere within a few hours, we've had guys drive from Michigan and uh, Georgia to come to our father son retreat. That's in early August. So we have some physical events that are starting to spin back up now that we're kind of pulling a little bit out of, uh, out of COVID. And we have some, some digital tools as well. We have some videos and content that dads can use both to learn from, but also to physically use in their home. We have Bible study guides for them to use with their own children to create that kind of dialogue in the home that a lot of dads tell us, man, they really want. They really want rich, meaningful dialogue with their teenagers, but they just haven't quite made the shift from kind of telling them what it's like, right? We still talk to our 14-year-old like he's eight or nine years old, uh, and we wonder why he doesn't respond differently. Uh, and often that's just because we're still playing old tapes or you're in a house like mine where I have a 19 year old, a 17 year old, a nine year old and a six year old all under the same roof right now. And yeah, I got to tell my six year old, Hey, knock it off. And I got to tell my 19 year old, why would you do something that foolish? You know, it just has to be a different approach. And we have a lot of tools to help dads kind of figure that out. That's good. And uh, those can be accessed through manhoodjourney.org. Are there other ways uh, to engage with your organization? Uh, yeah, I would say there are there are a handful of ways, but they're all right there on our homepage. We've got a godly father assessment. If you'd like to know where you are as a dad and what your next steps are, we have a free assessment, 28 questions. You take the assessment, you land on a custom built page. We have our free newsletter. We have a survival gear, a guide that covers those seven topics that we mentioned earlier about the godly dad kind of toolkit, so to speak. And so we have all those resources uh, one right after the other on our homepage at manhoodjourney.org. Now, I wanted to ask you also, if you've got new things on the horizon, uh, we went through a very unusual period these last 13 months or so. And like you say, hopefully we will resume actual normal before too long. And as we do, are there other or new things that you have on the horizon for manhood journey? Yeah, a couple of things that we are really excited about, one of which is this digital course we're building on anger. Um, we're going to take a very a very biblical deep dive on the topic of anger. We're going to look at nine ways that men can get rid of anger and reduce it in their life. We're going to look at expectations underneath our anger, which tend to drive us to that. So if you struggle with anger, uh, help is on the way. We're, we, we don't think there's another course like it, uh, for especially for dads. And we just hear, we look at our web traffic and we hear that the topic of anger is a huge, huge issue for dads. And I think it's only been accelerated by the all the challenges of the last uh, 14 months with COVID and all that. And then the second thing is, I'll tell this kind of by way of a story. Um, it's probably a little too early to mention the exact names, but uh, someone whose name a lot of people would recognize just reached out to me about two months ago. A fairly famous uh, athlete contacted us. And he's planning on doing something that is fatherhood centric and father son centric and will more than likely use a, a bit of our curriculum and some of our other assets to help him get his ministry started. And the reason I would mention that is because what I see, Clay, is we see that promise in Malachi about as, as the day draws near of Jesus' return, we're going to see the hearts of children turn to their fathers and the hearts of fathers turn to their children. And I, between, between this, this athlete starting a fatherhood uh, ministry, essentially, um, our, our content on anger, we have a, an author who came to us with a book that is dealing with 
uh, men and being kind of um, finding their spiritual center. And so I, I see a lot of interesting uh, points converging on this topic of fatherhood. There's, there's a lot going on and God is up to something really big as it relates to fatherhood. And not all of it will run through manhood journey, but we'll, we'll hopefully do our, our part and be one outpost in the, uh, the battle for godly fatherhood. And some of it's super exciting and quite frankly, a lot broader and bigger than we'd ever imagined. Well, it's another indicator that God has plans uh, that you may not even yet be aware of. So that's, that's an indicator that you're on the right path. And uh, I appreciate the work that you do to try to help others get on that right path. And people can only do it uh, together, you know, helping each other. Everyone stumbles. Everyone has uh, challenges and issues. And for everyone in, in all sorts of relationships, it's difficult to prioritize and communicate and stay focused on what's important. So uh, it sounds like with Manhood Journey that you're getting indicators that that is succeeding and you're on the right path. And so I'm encouraged by that. And I thank you, Kent Evans, for joining me on Core Principles to talk about that. And hopefully the listeners have been encouraged that there are these resources available to them. Again, they can find them at manhoodjourney.org. And uh, thank you so much, Kent Evans, for joining me today. God bless you. Clay, thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate what you do. Core Principles Podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July, L-E-I-G-H-T July. You can find our music on all streaming services or at latejuly.com. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Core Principles Podcast. Please visit core.buzzsprout.com for more information and please share with your friends. We look forward to visiting with you again on our next episode.